Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Probably the biggest upset of the weekend so far took place in Seattle. The Rams going into Seattle in beating the Seattle Seahawks, I think to the surprise of many, especially given the rickety QB situation with the Los Angeles Rams. And joining me right now to talk about that and where the Seahawks go from here is Greg Bell, who covers the Seahawks for the Tacoma News Tribune. Greg, great to have you on the show. How are you doing tonight? I'm well, Sean. How are you? What wasn't a huge surprise to those of us who've seen the Seahawks and Rams play so many times because the defense has just befuddled Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, Brian Schottenheimer in the offense for Seattle. And that's really what yesterday came down to. Totally malfunctioned offense that the Rams really did take control of the game from the start on defense. Yeah, so let, let's, let's talk about that. Uh, the, uh, the, the offense for the Seahawks, look, big picture, Russell Wilson was the chalk for the MVP about a month into the season. I remember the, the big narrative was, wow, you realize Russell Wilson's never even gotten a vote for the MVP right. in the league. And it felt, like, it felt like one of those sort of preordained or predestined things that if Russell Wilson had a big year, this was going to be his year to sort of get that MVP award. And that kind of fizzled by the middle of the season. He still had a great season, but other guys had better seasons. What happened with this team offensively, both in that game yesterday and through the second half of the season where they just weren't clicking quite as well as they were early in the season? Well, they weren't clicking because they got clicked. They they had never countered what defenses did to them. Early in the season, they saw a single high safety, corners trying to cover D.K. Metcalf, sometimes one-on-one like Stephen Gilmore in New England. And then midway through the season after the Seahawks were leading the universe in passing and scoring and yards and you said Russell Wilson's record-setting start, they went to two high safeties. They dropped two safeties deep. They bracketed DK Metcalf with a safety behind him and a corner in front. And they just said, we're not giving you the deep ball anymore, Seattle. You're going to have to earn it over the middle, shorter intermediate routes, or running the ball. And Seattle never did either, effectively. They threw it 27 times yesterday, Sean. They only had three completions between 10 and 19 yards. And that's kind of how it went for the last month and a half of that offense. It was a square peg into a round hole type of proposition in their passing game. 
they were still trying to hit the deep balls. And you saw one yesterday with DK Metcalf on a broken play and improv broken off route after a Wilson scramble. And outside of those type of deep routes, the improvisational Tyler Lockett breaking deep after a scramble play, outside of that, you didn't see a whole lot in the last two months of the big plays down the field because defenses took them, just took it away. And I think the Seahawks failed in coaching, preparation, and, and adjustments and never fully adjusting to what defenses gave them. They never had a counter to defenses' counters. And that's on the play caller. I, you know, Craig, I'm Pete Carroll. Yeah, it, it, well, ultimately, it's on Pete Carroll. I want to ask you about Schottenheimer, though. Look, I'm in a city in Houston that's looking for a new head coach, and Schottenheimer's name got floated out there early in the process. Felt like an agent floating the name, quite honestly, <laughs> you know, floating his name out there more than anything else because he hasn't seemed to have gotten a lot of runs since then. But is he a viable head coaching candidate for any of these teams looking for a head coach? Well, he is. He has experience in the league, two-plus decades of calling plays against all kinds of defenses. He's seen every look there is, every trend, the Thailand game. You go back to Mark Sanchez and the Jets taking him to an AFC title game. So he has the pedigree because his father, longtime coach, he's grown up around the game. And he really, at the start of the season, he was innovative. He did things like moving DK around and playing him in the slot more than he did last season as an X receiver, mostly as a rookie. And he looked like he had been adjusting and changing. So, yeah. He's an offensive mind, never been a head coach. Uh, it, the number one offense in the league in October, it stood to reason that he would be in line for another an, an opportunity as a head coach. I just was really surprised, game in and game out, they never answered the two high safety, the deep defense, deep playing defenses. Uh, and that, yeah. to me, would be an alarm to anybody who's trying to hire him. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Greg Bell joining me from the uh, Tacoma News Tribune uh, covers the Seattle Seahawks. So now for the, uh, I guess, what, one, two, three, four, for the sixth straight year since um, since losing in the Super Bowl to the Patriots in 2014, for the sixth straight year, I, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the Seahawks haven't made it past the divisional round since right. that Malcolm Butler interception. They haven't made it past the divisional round and I don't know that a lot of people know that because they're generally regarded as one of the better, if not the best teams, certainly one of the best places for guys want to go play there and play for Pete Carroll, that kind of thing. How are people up there in the Pacific Northwest processing this whole sort of regime right now, given that it's, it's six years of largely uh, decent success, but not success that this Russell Wilson window of opportunity was created for? Well, right now, not well. They are processing it very well. You'd make them, it sounds like they had the second overall pick in the draft coming up the way it's been in Seattle <laughs> the last 24 hours. But you're right. They had the best defense in the NFL of its time. They had a quarterback still under his rookie contract that wasn't eating up $30 million plus in cap space. They were still young with Sherman and Chancellor and Thomas and Michael Bennett and Cliff it feels like a squandered opportunity to win more Super Bowls. Of course, the one-yard line interception is the squander of all squanders in a Super Bowl. But even since then, they've squandered chances to win divisions, to win 12-plus games, and that's really what this season feels like, a lost opportunity. They finally get to 12 wins. They finally have a home playoff game and win a division for the first time since 2017, and it's a pandemic with no fans in the stands. So, yes, yeah. it didn't even rain yesterday. That's how low of a home field advantage they had in Seattle in a January playoff game yesterday. So the Rams had none of the 
trappings of teams that have to come in here and play in the playoffs in January in the past. Russell Wilson was 5-0 and in that stadium in the playoffs until yesterday. That didn't help him. But they blew an opportunity as a third seed in a wide-open NFC to not even get past the first round, and that's what people are feeling today, that Russell Wilson with a 40-touchdown season, a 1,200-yard running back in Chris Carson's contract ending, a defense that completely U-turned in the middle of the season. Carlos Dunlap arrived and revitalized the pass rush in a defense that was allowing only 15 points a game by the end of the season, and a defense that for a large part of yesterday's game played well enough to win that the offense and all the stars they have and Metcalf, 100 yards, 100 reception season from Tyler Lockett that they couldn't get past the first round of playoffs with a 12-win season, it absolutely feels like a failed season. Yeah, well, and 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 look, it's not. It was you know they they gave up thirty points to a team. Now, granted, part of it was a pick six, but you know it was a team that started John Wolford and then brought in a gimpy Jared Goff, and 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 lost to that team. Let me ask you this, Greg: how is the how is the Jamal Adams trade being viewed right now in light of how the season ended yesterday? I think it's still a plus for them. Nine and a half sacks is a record for a defensive back. A ton of energy, a guy who played with two bad shoulders and two broken fingers by the end of the season. A play yesterday with Cooper Cup, he probably makes if he could lift his arm above his head. The left arm, just his left shoulder was a torn labrum he was playing with. He couldn't make a play on the ball in the first half of 44-yard play. But he was a jolt for them. And he, in the middle, early in the season, did what nobody else on the team was doing. That was pressure quarterbacks. And that... The proof of that trade and how it pays off or it doesn't pay off for Seattle will come next year because his contract's ending after 2021, of course. He wants to be the highest-paid safety in the league above Buda Baker, which means $15 million and plus a year. And I think the Seahawks are going to pay that. If you give up two first-round picks, you're in it for the longer haul, not just a one-and-a-half-season or two-season rental. So if they re-sign him, at the price he wants, then to them it will be worth it. Of course, if you're not a playoff team going deep into championship rounds, that's a two two first round picks in the top position, top paid uh, guy at the position in the league. That's a heavy price to pay. And then a lot of people will tell you safety isn't the place to invest so much in, yeah. and because he doesn't have as big of an impact as say edge rusher or cornerback. Uh, that's the criticism. Yeah. Field. Yeah. Did the did that trade surprise people up there? Yes. It did. It's a go-for-it move by John Schneider, who he's made him in the past. Percy Harvin trades, for instance. He's done that before, Jadavion Clowney yeah. last year. But the fact that he's a safety uh, really surprised people. Two number ones and the fact his price tag, everyone knows what it's going to be next year, surprised people. Uh, he wasn't without fault. He gave up big plays in the past game and coverage at times. He sometimes overran play action, say even yesterday against the Rams. The Rams got him on some boots by overcommitting to the play-action fake. He's just the teams used his aggressiveness against them. But from what they were lacking in the pass rush, he was a, a revelation in that regard for them. And like I said, if they can re-sign him at the pretty penny he'll come at, then he will have been at least worth, in the shorter term, two first-round picks. They don't pick anyway in the first round. They traded eight of the last nine years. Yeah, no, it's it's a tradition. It's a tradition like no other. Seattle not picking in the first round every year. No, you're 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 100 right, Greg Bell, Tacoma News Tribune. Last one before I get you out of here, Greg. Um, Pete Carroll. You know he, he's he's 
been a, a great coach there, no question about that. Double-digit wins all years but one with Russell Wilson as his quarterback. The year they didn't win double digits, they were 9-7. and seven. So they're, they're, generally speaking, a very good football team with Russell Wilson at quarterback and Pete Carroll as the head coach. I would imagine Russell Wilson probably not catching a lot of heat uh, for this, even, you know, statistically had a great year. Where is the fan base at with Pete Carroll right now? Is he catching any sort of heat, or does a does a Super Bowl championship give you 10 years of Teflon after that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think people remember he won the Super Bowl at this point. He and Wilson are getting heat the last 24 hours. Mm. Actually, the last half of the season for how the offense performed. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer is getting a lot of heat. A lot of people out here talking about Russell Wilson being too distracted with his off-field activities and all the things that he's involved in. I don't mm. believe any of that. I mean, if he if he has an offense that performs even semi-well and he's not on his back five times yesterday with the Rams sacking him, perhaps he wins that game. But the criticism of Carroll is that he's still too stuck in the run-first mentality, that he plays a game that is based upon a defense that is not nearly as good as the Legion of Boom days. He's still trying to play like it is. And there, there were times early in the season that just backfired. I mean, 44 points allowed at Buffalo. I know Josh Allen's ripped up a lot of people this year. But that was the most points that Carroll's team ever given up. They were given up 31 to Dallas, 31 to New England. Uh, he was playing, though, still a somewhat conservative style, even with the long ball passing, saying he wanted to get back to balance. It drives people nuts, and the analytics nuts when he says he wants to run the ball more. Well, now he's without his top running back. That was his last game of Chris Carson's contract. He had a big decision to make on how much they want to invest in the most often injured position in the NFL. Or do they want to get ride with Rashad Penny, who's yet to prove himself in three years, coming off two season-ending injuries? That's the choice they have to make this offseason of many. Uh, but the, the criticism of Pete Carroll is it doesn't change with the times. I guess maybe it'll come when you're 69 years old. But <laughs> suffice to say, this is the best run of Seahawks football in franchise history. Nine playoffs in 11 years, five division titles, two Super Bowls, and the franchise's only Super Bowl title. So careful what you wish for if you're a Seahawks fan criticizing this regime because <laughs> – Talk to people like in Cincinnati, and it can be a lot worse than what Seattle's had. <laughs> hey, Greg, I'm in Houston, all right? So I don't want to hear it from <laughs> any Seattle people. Up. I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 is Russell Wilson asking for a trade? If not, you're ahead of me right now. He's not asking for to pick the GM, no. no, Right, 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 exactly. I didn't want to insult my host, exactly. (laughs) Good stuff. Greg Bell, Tacoma News Tribune. Hey, Greg, appreciate you making time on a Sunday evening, man. Keep up the great work, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Happy New Year. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Greg Bell of the Tacoma News Tribune. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 